Okay, so I think this thing is rolling. Let's go. Um, this is gonna be take two. I promised myself I wasn't gonna like redo this, but I didn't really have an option because the first audio recorder I had, like, oh my gosh, I wonder if you can even hear me. Now I'm gonna have to listen to this to see if you can hear me over my freaking AC. Uh, oh, I'm just gonna hold the phone closer to my face and hope that you guys can hear me. Um, so, welcome to Dear Former Me. The whole idea is contacting my former self and letting her know that there are better days ahead and there's more to come ahead and there's expanding and if you do not know right now I am not in the ideal <laughs> setting to be shooting this um I do have a blog um AL and if you have come from there you might know that I am a rower that's almost knocking at my door for a second because we have room checks around 10 30 but i don't know i haven't heard a second check or a second knock so i'm gonna assume that it's not that anyways um yeah so right now i'm not in my house nowhere near my house about six hours away from my house <coughs> and have been for the past three weeks i'm at a rowing camp in jacksonville florida and I have to kind of keep my voice down because it's around 10.30 and my doormates are sleeping because we have practice tomorrow. The good news is, is that I slept for about four hours today. Um, so I'm not really losing it on sleep right now, but <sighs> that was a really good breath. I'm going to take another. Yeah, sometimes you just need a breath to, like, gather yourself. Um, I've been looking to extend my blog into a podcast for a while. I think that where I have had my blog, I love where it is right now. I love the things that I talk about. It's just a little limiting, limiting, limiting sometimes. And I feel like I don't have the freedom or the time to consistently, you know, update about the topics that I want to when I want to especially being a high school student it can get really difficult sometimes so I think that this extension this blog is where I can kind of just let my mind ramble until I'm like that's enough without really feeling those limitations as strictly um yeah in the recent three four weeks I think I have really expanded, but right now I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, or no, I'm not. Let me let me just let it go. Let me just let it go. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the spiritual awakening. That's somewhere that I would really want to visit in this blog because it can be a pretty diverse topic and it can have different meanings for everyone and it can go at different paces for everyone i know that for a fact so it can be hard to capture in a blog i mean it's not that hard if you have the time but when you're like high school student you're writing college essays um you're filling out recruiting questionnaires time is something that you don't really have a lot of so in the recent weeks um probably pretty closely to when i arrived here um, I think I really experienced my first wave of my spiritual awakening. 
let me rewind let me that's a rewind sound um and something i said in the first shoot is i want to stop saying um you're gonna have to be patient with me and a reason why you might hear me sniffle and sound stuffy is because i'm kind of overcoming a cold but it's fine we're doing well we're, do- we're thriving we're doing as much water as we can it'll be great it's not something any like it's not disability or anything i'm just sniffly and congested sometimes but that's not what i'm talking about um all of human existence is a, is a spiritual is a spiritual thing the human experience is a spiritual thing and one of my favorite podcasts, Inner Works, by Olivia. I do not remember her last name, but I will definitely talk about this a lot. She has a great podcast if you want to do it. And she has been a major part of my spiritual awakening. Um, and a lot of motivation to actually hop on my podcast. Because if you look at my blogs back in December, I talked about having a podcast. And I did some streams. Um, but I never actually went through with it until, you know, now. <laughs> So, she had she had a major part in that, seeing showing me that you could do it. It's not as crazy as it seems, and even if it doesn't work out the way you really think it is, it's more for me than anyone else. So, um, it's something that I wanted to do. It's something that I want to get off my chest, and even if it, as she says, like even if it reaches reaches like two people or three people max, and it improves their lives i've done what like i set out to do so um very exciting stuff but she says this a lot that the human existence is a spiritual existence and it's just if you're aware of it or not and she did a good job of explaining it but i just wanted it took me a while to get that it took me a bit of like external research to understand what that really meant and um a lot of self-reflection and journaling to really dig deep into that meaning and I kind of want to talk about that for a minute um you know we have really defining moments in our lives and especially especially when we're younger and I don't think we always know how defining those moments are like the time that someone picked you first for um kickball that was acceptance that could have been like a really big moment for you and it kind of defined it how you defined how you saw acceptance for the rest of your life and you would not even know until you like take a moment and reflect like why do I feel the need to be accepted by everyone and like take a second to like reflect back on like defining moments in your childhood or like the time that you were rejected and why you have a problem with rejection like it's just there are so many things that define us not define us um that's not the word I'm looking for, that affect us all of our lives that we cannot even be aware of in the moment. Because when I was five, I didn't think like, oh, him not picking me on the volleyball for his kickball team, like, is gonna, like, kind of affect how I interact with people for the rest of my life. I just thought that kind of sucked. Maybe I'll do this differently and I'll get picked next time. So... That's a lot to, like, take in. So, like, looking back, that is affecting your spirit, your your well-being, who you are to your deepest core. And the person that did that had no ill intention. He just didn't pick me first. Like, I don't think it was, like, oh, I'm going to scar Ava for this long. It was just how it worked out. But 
the way I perceived it really has affected me. And we have these moments and things going on that kind of define the human experience and how we grow through those, grow through those moments and become better versions of ourselves and realize and become more aware is a spiritual awakening. That's how we, spirit, we become awake, become aware, and we can see the human experience as spiritual. No matter if you believe in religion, it is spiritual. It's affecting yourself, your spirit, your well-being. It is you. We all have to go through things. We all have to overcome things. We all get crushed by things. We all triumph over things. It, and you look at it all in all, you learn things. You disregard things. You have lessons that you were taught by experience. You have lessons that you're taught by warning. It's a lot when you look back at it. And the only word to describe all of it is spiritual. So I don't even know where I was going with that. Um, Yeah, my spiritual awakening. So mine happened, I probably started when I was mid-16, about to go on 17. I'm mid-17 right now, about to go on 18. And... I would say it was pretty, like, small, like, pretty minor, and Olivia actually talks about this in her podcast, about how a lot of kids are getting, a lot of teenagers my age are finding their spiritual awakening through TikTok, and she describes it as a joke, and if you told me that a year ago, hence, dear former self, told me a year ago, I'd be like, no, all this manifestation I'm doing is working. And you know what? It was. But you know what? I didn't realize how much power I had and how much, like, if I was rooted in myself, that I didn't need to do these little tips and tricks. My words were enough to manifest true, like, outcomes, which is a little bit crazy to think about, like, how limited I could have been, um, sorry, I thought someone was walking towards my door, how limited I could have been in my spiritual awakening if it had just been, like, like, exclusively through TikTok, and that's why she says it was a joke, it is a joke, um, I think it is, like, a good, like, I wouldn't say good, it is a sufficient stepping stool, it works. It does its job. It's not great. It doesn't really open the door for anything else, but it does dip your toe in the water, and without it, I couldn't really say that I would be here, but I wouldn't say it was a great stepping stone because it really is a stepping stone and the only, like, it really presents itself as the only stepping stone, which makes it harder to find things like this, and it was only by coincidence that, like, well, let me take that back nothing is coincidence you are exactly where you need to be at all times it wasn't coincidence but it was by the universe presenting itself to me and being aware of it that i was able to like you know continue my spiritual awakening but it did hinder my spiritual awakening for a bit of time so i don't think it is the best stepping stool but it is sufficient i guess it did it's i guess it did its job could have done it better that's all i really have to say um but that's what I'm saying. My spiritual awakening has definitely taken some time. Um, definitely started a year ago, one year ago, and was really hindered for about like eight to, well, let me see, a year. So I was like 
September, October, November. So it took like a three-month hiatus, pretty much. December, it kind of opened back up again. I started back up. Um, and then lasted for about two months break. Then wait, give me like five months, five or six months, and here we are. And yeah, um, I was just, I had been thinking through that time I had done some manifestations, had looked in, had looked into some tarot, um, not even looked into it, performed much, I performed a lot of tarot readings, um, definitely read more and experienced more and, um, learned a lot but it wasn't really it was all surface level looking back on it it was all like dipping your toe in the water definitely could have found that information in a quick google search very like surface level which is not like anything wrong like everyone takes their time you're exactly where you need to be um there's nothing wrong but it it was just the matter of fact that it wasn't it wasn't like a deep understanding of what i was doing it was closer to the TikTok level I would say it was a bit deeper than TikTok level because I had done the research on my own and I had formed my own opinions um but definitely still closer to TikTok than the TikTok level of spiritualism than anything um Olivia refers to it as spiritual talk which um I definitely was on at some point but I've gone through so many TikTok accounts that I don't think I'm like I think I'm on it on my older accounts but I think I'm on it anymore just because I have kind of elevated myself out of the spiritual talk kind of rut that I was in and decided to think on my own and like find things on my own and learn on my own and Olivia describes this you can only learn through experience not only learn but the best way to learn especially in things like this where you can be fed misinformation or you can be fed like opinions and rather than fact and like what they really want you to see is right now like kids are glued to their phone and I found it to be true about myself I mean I think I'm a little bit better at it than a lot of kids because I'm I like I'm very busy and I sleep a lot (laughs) it's not even like not even like because I'm like oh I don't really like my phone or like I'm different no I'm just lazy and I sleep a lot so like if like eight hours of like my like awake time is taken up by leave it being on my phone and eight hours is taken up by like school and then four hours is taken up by rowing that leaves me like very few like not a lot of time to be on my phone and then like at my school I'm not allowed to be on my phone rowing I can't be on my phone and if I'm sleeping I can't be on my phone so it just kind of like all adds up to where I don't have enough time to really stick to my phone like some other kids do but it doesn't like exclude me from like in taking a lot of information in your phone your phone is constantly feeding your brain information whether you know it or not like even looking through tiktok just prime examples even if it's not even an informational tiktok you see a funny tiktok you look at the comments Someone's like, ha, 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 ha. Someone comments another funny comment. They get a lot of likes. You realize that, oh, that type of comedy is funny. People find that type of comedy funny. You mimic it. You get a lot of likes, too. Like, you're just 
you just intake you just have intake information about how people other people are experiencing the world so when you're being constantly fed information it's really easy to like manipulate some of that information and like this isn't even political it's just like the truth you can see how easy it is to manipulate information as kids are intaking it so so frequently it is insane so even like my little little family members you'll see them having a like an ipad from like four three four years old and they're intaking actual information like the abcs and that is good information they should be intaking but like if that's their basis on information intake just imagine how easy it is to like manipulate them through their screens as they grow up when like they're not like going like they do go outside still some of them do but not as frequently as like formal generations and Olivia explains this really well in inner works I'm not sure which episode though um but she just really hits on the points that like you can see generational differences in opinions and how thoughts are formed and like how they communicate with each other just because of like how we grew up on technology and other generations did not have that same technology and like the divide is very clear um, so, yeah, I think I've let my mind ramble a lot on spiritualism, um, is there anything else I can think of that I want to say? Um, yeah, I think that I'm just doing a lot more, like, self-guided reading and understanding and really taking the time to realize that I'm exactly where I need to be and giving myself positive affirmations and let me tell you guys as soon as you like realize that power that you have and that you over yourself and like that you can control how that day is gonna go how your day is gonna go how this interview is gonna go how you're gonna feel it's it's like life-changing let me tell you like I I'm known to be a grumpy grumps sometimes. I can be a really major grumpy grumps. And just changing your method of thinking can, like, turn the switch immediately. And it's something that, like, I can know. I know. I know when you're grumpy and you hear it, you're like, I don't want to do that. But as soon as you do, like, I promise you're not going to stop thinking positively. Like, it just works. That's it. Um, in the interest of time, I kind of want to move on. I think I'm going to, like, leave one of these topics out, because, and I'll just talk about it in my next one. I'm going to cut the feminism one out, and I'll mention it in the next one, because I do want to write a blog post about that tonight, and I want to leave myself enough time to make sure it's good so I can edit it tomorrow, and hopefully post it tomorrow so I can send it to the girl I wrote it about it wrote about it but if you want to do some like pre-research and you want to read the post that I probably will have up at like noon-ish tomorrow hopefully if we get enough of a break at practice um it's on this female rower Mary O'Connor um she was part of the title nine protest and she's so inspirational and I had a zoom call with her today with my team and a couple of the other teams here at camp the female teams and wow 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 um i think i want to start like i want to start like a journal like not a journal but i want to put group all of my feminist posts on my blog together just to like make them easier to find because i know like when you get on a feminist track and you want to like keep on it's like disappointing to like stop so 
I'm going to try to get that done. Probably not today. Probably later this week. Because I need to write college emails, which don't even get me started on. But um, in the interest of like segueing into my next topic, um, I want to talk about um, my introduction to Buddhism in the last probably two weeks. Um, the story of the Buddhist is actually very interesting. And I, right now I am currently head deep into this book called Black and Buddhist. And I would definitely recommend it. It's a good read um, for any POC member that is Buddhist, but especially people who are black. Um, so the int- the story of the Buddha is actually very interesting in India um, before the mix of Buddhism and Hinduism had formed into what it is today. Most places, most places practice Hinduism right now, but a lot of them, it's a mix. It's 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 not like crazy offset, but it's mixed, and some beliefs are mixed. Honestly, India is like a melting pot of a lot of different things going on. Just because Hinduism did adopt the Buddha pretty easily, um, but right now it is... Actually, let me just look it up, because maybe it has changed since I was in like sixth grade um, world history class. Let's see, what is more popular, Hinduism or Buddhism? Okay. So Hinduism is bigger than Buddhism. Um... Well, it's actually giving me different answers. the most popular religion Hinduism is the world's oldest religion okay let's see Officially in India, Hinduism is more popular than Buddhism, but that is what I suspected. But Buddhism is not really that far behind. So let me just rewind. I always get like too far ahead of myself. So going back to like BC, like very, very early times, um, there was a caste system in place that pretty much was systematically oppress majorities. Um, sound familiar? Well, not majorities, like, here I feel, so in America right now, there's a way to systematically oppress minorities. But, like, if you look at it, the com- composition of minorities is just as big, if not larger, than of, like, Caucasian people. So, the point is is that like the point of Hinduism was to elevate few and leave a lot at the bottom. And that is like very, very simple to achieve through. Why is the word just leaving my head? This is why I need to be asleep. 
<sighs> um, what is the word I'm thinking of? It's like the opposite of communism. Why can't I think of it? This is really embarrassing. Opposite of communism. Damn. Now I look really dumb. Well, this is about being honest. I know what it is. I just can't think of it. Opposite of communism. Capitalism. There we go. Sorry. So in a capitalistic society like the United States, where there's a free market, it's very easy to elevate a like, small percentage and the majority be like, you know, systematically oppressed. And that's exactly what the caste system did. Um, what it advertised was that through doing the job that you had to your best of the, your ability, you could move up in the caste and eventually reach like... I don't even know what it's called. I know in Buddhism it's called moksha. I don't know if it's the same thing in Hinduism. I'm not that educated on Hinduism. Um, but I do know that because I know about the origins of Buddhism. So, um, they had the untouchables at the bottom. And at the beginning and at the top, they had those who communicated with the gods. They were not gods, but they communicated with the gods frequently. And that was really their only job. But, like... The people at the bottom were told, like, you could be good at, like, the job above you or the job two above you, but it doesn't matter because if you do those jobs, like, you're going to be worse off. You need to do your job to the best of your ability, so it's going to trap these people into systematic oppression, obviously, because they're saying you need to stay where you are at the bottom to ever get to the top, which is really hard to understand, but, like, it's what it was. So it really, like, prevented people from reaching their fullest potential all this stuff, and um, one of the Buddha was um, a prince. He was a he was a wealthy prince, and his parents did not want him to like mess it up, so they kept him in his castle, surrounded by the prettiest women, um, the finest foods. But since he was given, he was living the best of the best lives, like living like the gods, like finest foods, exotic animals. Um, every decision was made for him. He was given lots of power, um, or at least he thought he had lots of power. And his uncles really made the decisions for him, so he had the power. But like, he wasn't responsible really. So, living the really good life for like someone his age. Um, so, but he felt really empty. He felt like really unfulfilled. He felt. Like, there had to be more to his life than just living it up with the prettiest people in the world, you know? So, one day, he left his kingdom. He, like, dis like disclaimed the crown, just left. Um, left everything behind. And on the way, he found a sick man, a dying man, and a man who was, like, dead. Like, an, he found a sick man, like, an old dying man a man who was like dead um and after like meditation and self-reflection and i'm pretty sure he fasted for like 30 days or it was either 30 days or 60 days he um reached enlightenment and then through that he was able to come up with like the four noble truths which eventually lead to eighth full path which is going to lead to moksha which is enlightenment um but he received 
a better, a full picture of like the meaning of life, what we're here for, all of the great stuff that we all look for. Um, and it really, we'll just start with the four noble truths for right now, maybe. And it was just like one, all life is suffering. Two, suffering comes from like the desire for, it comes from desire. And then three, it's like the root, no, two is the root cause of suffering is desire. And then three, to free yourself from all suffering, you must free yourself from desire. And then four, to like reach enlightenment, you must follow the um, eightfold path, which is very complicated. I'm still going through that myself. I think I'm on like five right now, um, which is like what they are. Let me see. This is like kind of more embarrassing, but I'm still like going through it in black and Buddhist and it's giving me a different idea kind of of how to think about all these truths. It's like here. I'll read them exactly from the book actually because I have them right in front of me. So the four noble truths are suffering is real and shared throughout humanity. There are discernible discernible cause for causes for this suffering, which is desire. These causes can be transformed and terminated. And then the way to transform and terminate these causes is through the path. So these are the four noble truths. Um, and then the eight part, the eightfold path is like right view, right intentions, right speech, right action, right livelihood right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. I think I am on right livelihood, which at the moment is just talking about making sure you're not like living and benefiting from other people's downfall and like suffering. So like just freeing yourself from desire of earthly things is going to make it make make it easier to follow this eightfold path and make it easier to reach moksha, which is really the whole point of Buddhism. And looking at it as a whole, it's like a philosophy rather than an actual religion. You're not worshiping anyone. You're not... You're not saying that this is... Like, you're not saying that... Know how to say this let me think so i can say this correctly you're not crediting anyone but yourself for the power that you like have so you're not like saying that this buddha has the power he's only here as a teacher buddha literally means the word teacher that means the word teacher so he's only teaching us how to like he's not holier than anyone he's not he is more enlightened than I am, but that doesn't make him holier. There's a lot of people that are more enlightened than I am. My mother is definitely more enlightened than I am. Um, my coaches are definitely more enlightened than I am. Um, so he's just, these are people I teach you. And that's why I see it more of as a philosophy. And the thing is that it beautifully mends with most religions. If a religion is like a relatively good religion, it's going to follow it's going to have elements of Buddhism, like releasing yourself from desire of earthly things and like focusing on the like the production of a righteous soul. 
And that's what I really like about Buddhism is that it really works on the internal rather than the external. You're not saying that I'm doing this to show anyone this, to show anyone that I'm more enlightened. It is for yourself, and it's a really good way to focus internally. And especially as an activist, a lot of the times what we're doing is we're focusing on other people. We're giving ourselves to other people. We're giving our time, energy, love um, to other people and other causes, which is what we're called to do because we are sympathizers. We are here to sympathize and help and like do these jobs that no one else wants to do, but it can get like mentally exhausting. And that's why you see a lot of activists taking a break or like falling off, including me. Um, so I'm really enjoying reading this Black and Buddhist, which teaches us like how to be better activists while being Buddhist and using righteous speech and using words that are going to like bring us up rather than tear us down in the long run. So yeah, I think I have rambled on for quite some time. It's been 30 minutes. Um, I think I mentioned everything that I really want to mention. I wanted to go into feminism, but like I just don't think I have the time, which I'm just going to make a note to go into it next podcast. But yeah, I think that's really it. Um, thank you so much for listening. I want you to stay super duper safe and watch out for my blog post about Mary O'Connor probably today or tomorrow, depending if I can write this before I fall asleep. All right, night.